0: giant voice. The official podcast of the United States Navy's largest overseas installation, Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka. All the information you need to succeed as a forward deployed sailor in Japan. Each week. We tackle one topic and speak to experts who can answer some of your most frequently asked questions. This is the Giant Voice Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody to the Giant Voice Podcast. This is part two of our Master Chiefs Corner episode. Uh, If you haven't listened to part one, you can uh, go check that out Um, But we had so much that we needed to kind of split it up into two episodes So without further ado, here is the second part of our Master Chiefs corner so me and Command Master Chief BG are still here, but we have swapped out two other Command Master Chiefs. So, we have Destroyer Squadron 15, Command Master Chief Wallace, and we have Commander 7th Fleet, Command Master Chief Field. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us.
2: Well, thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, appreciate appreciate the
2: invite.
1: How's everything doing?
2: Everything's going good, and busy as always. Always. You know, as, as we all know here in FDNF, but, uh, right. but I think... Uh, we're overall in a good posture, good stance, and, uh, and the fleet's doing well, as can be expected with the amount of operations we have going on.
1: Yep, that, that high op tempo is the name of the game out here. Um, you know, we were just talking right before we started, uh, started rolling here about maybe some some people coming out here who maybe aren't used to this, the op tempo. They're used to something a little bit different back stateside. Um, maybe you guys can talk a little bit about about how it's different out here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So just in the last 24 months, we've home port shifted six DDGs that came in and then we had a few depart. So if you served out here prior to 2021, right, the landscape looks different yep. because we have all these DDGs that came from CONUS. And along with that is we have the sailors that came from CONUS. Some may have operated out here in the past. Some, uh, cross decks, right? Some stayed, but for the most part, there's a large portion that had never served out here before or for an extended period of time. So how they're used to operating off the coast of San Diego is a little different than how we operate out here in seventh fleet. So the underway days may be the same. They're just accumulated differently. Right. right? And that takes a little bit, you know, getting used to, because when you go pier side in San Diego, you know, you don't have SRF all over your ship right away. Right. As you do here, getting stuff taken care of and, and maintained, uh, So there's a little bit of that and some growing pains to get used to, but for the most part, these sailors are awesome and they're super resilient and they've answered all the bells when called upon to get out there and get it. Awesome. I mean, that's good to hear. You know, I, I personally, I always liked the the kind
1: of op tempo out here better, right? Rather than one big long thing. And then a lot of time, not at sea going into these a little bit more on and off. And so you're out for less you're in for a while. And, but You're underway the same amount of days. They're just kind of happening in a different way, right?
3: Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So I kind of like it like that. I don't know. At least for me, I I liked it.
3: Yeah. It's it takes a little getting used to, but I'll tell you, uh, it's hard to plan. Right. right. You know, if you want to take a family vacation yeah. or something like that, it's super, super hard to plan. And we're limited on the amount of ships that we have out here. We don't have a robust waterfront like San Diego where we have pac Northwest and then maybe even Hawaii that we can tap into relatively pretty easy. So we're, we're limited out here. So if, if one of our ships out here breaks and they're on mission, right, we have to look within our own lifelines to, yep. to go out there and take care of that mission because we still have to fight the fight, right? Yep. So, so we look at and we take that out of height, if you will. So, you know, that gets a little frustrating because you're trying to make plans with your family and then that gets upset, you know, literally overnight sometimes. And and we understand that. And it's not lost on us, you know, but at the end of the day, we still got to get it mission. done. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's good to put that out there. Right. Because if you're if you're the E3 on board the ship and, and you have something planned and you're losing it because you guys are going back underway because someone else is broke. Like, you know, it's good to understand that there there is a much larger problem picture there that, that is, that needs to be addressed. Right. And yes, it's not lost on you guys that it's not fun, but I don't think you guys would do it if you didn't have to. Right. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred
3: percent. And you know, in the, in the beauty is that, you know, my staff and I know, uh, Master chief field staff, um, we served on these ships out here. Right. You know, I was CMC on Shiloh previously. So I understand. I was on
1: Shiloh many years ago. Ah, sweet. Shiloh yeah, alum. Karish Morris was captain. So 2013, I want to say.
3: Okay. Yeah. 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 Way predated me there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, still, it's so awesome. I mean, crew des Navy, yeah. you know, out here in Seventh fleet getting it done. So we understand what that operational tempo is yeah. and what it's like to, you know, have those last minute, you know, port call cancellations and, right. and, and, and so on and so forth. So it's, super frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I, I understand it and I get it. But, you know, we have to get it done because there's just no other options. But, you know, what we have to our right and left of us on the pier.
0: Yep. And, and, you know, and it, I, I don't really expect the junior sailor to really comprehend that because, you know, I didn't really comprehend that until I was CMC of my first destroyer out here in the harbor. Right. I, I didn't realize the amount of requirements and things that we are required to do by treaty with other countries that just don't get fulfilled because we don't have enough resources. Yep. And that sometimes, you know, that, that port visit that we're all looking forward to, you know, gets canceled because there's something else more pressing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, you know, uh, the enemy gets a vote, you know, definitely, uh, definitely. Higher, higher headquarters gets a vote. You know, a, a lot of folks get get the vote. You know, it's just that we're just the one delivering the message sometimes. And that's okay, right? I mean, that's that's what we're here for, you know, and, and we'll do it. But just it's, Sometimes it's hard to get that message out to the deck plate that a hey, um, as the istic like we're we're advocating for you and sometimes we win sometimes we don't but we're 100 percent advocating for you because we, we understand that pressure yeah
2: and I'll tell you is one of the things was when uh, prior prior to here I was uh, CTF 76 uh, down in Sasebo okay, yeah. so very familiar with the home port shifts. we had three of them down there um, but sitting in that table at that at that level task force level. Um, you know, we were always asking why were we getting these last-minute taskers from 7th Fleet. Now, sitting at the 7th Fleet table, like CMC said, those taskers come from way above us. And, right. and they happen to come at the last minute because the enemy gets a vote in what we do out here. Yep. Um, and we're required to have a certain presence uh, always available, underway. Um, and we've even tapped into some of the amphibs to do some of the missions that your normal crew does. Yeah, would be doing because we don't have the, the number of fleet out here. That, that you would see back in San Diego. Right. Um, and it wouldn't go without saying that, you know, along with the new sailors coming out here, but the, I think one of the most important roles uh, that a sailor has is their spouse. And, and the spouses play a critical key part in that relationship, allowing that sailor to complete the mission, to get that call, 24-hour tether, head out to sea. Um, and definitely I tip my hats off to, 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 to the families that come out here with those sailors as well because they endure about as much as, is what the active duty I, service member yeah, does absolutely. as well, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's agreed. there's unique challenges to Japan, as we all know. Um, yep. and, and so so that's another part of the home poor shift is people understanding that hey, you're not if something happens at home, you're not going to be able to get home in eight hours. Yep. It takes twenty hours, twenty four hours, depending where you're traveling to in the country, East Coast, West Coast. Um, you know, and then the local challenges here, you yep. know, with the inc- cost cost of inc- uh, cost of living is increasing, or it's a cost of Goods here on base are increasing. Um, it's just unique, unique things here in Japan. However, come I will tell you, everybody cries when they come out here, and everybody cries when they leave. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's true, true. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, my wife's home,
0: my wife's ship homeport yeah. here, as you yep. well know, right? Every single sailor on that ship did not want to leave San Diego. And for months after they arrived here, it was like, oh, we want to go back. We want to go back. And then slowly but surely those voices decrease. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. they're like, oh, my God, we love Japan. Oh, yeah. This place is amazing. And now, just like you said, she every checkout she has with her sailor that's heading back to San Diego because they made that decision way back when they got here. They're like, CMC, we don't want to leave now. Well, yeah. next set of orders yeah. come back.
3: Yeah, and I'll tell you. So on that the the spouse piece, I'll, uh, having you know been in Europe prior to here, and then you know is mainly for my rest of my career, the the spouse network out here is just amazing. Yeah, 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 it sure you is. Know, it is. Um, and my wife gets dialed in with with all that stuff. But they have something, uh, and I know my wife's going to pat me on the back for saying this. Uh, <laughs> so the the yes program, right? The Yukaska Yukaska Enhanced Sponsorship Program. They're it's super super critical uh, with bringing some of those spouses over and, and, and take care of that stuff. And then some of the other organizations that the spouses are directly involved in, right, is super, super helpful for getting families settled because ship comes over here, you know, they get a little bit of time to get settled, and then we put them to work. Right. Right. right? And, and there's still boxes that need, boxes yeah, no, that need to be no patch, right? There's no break yeah. time. Yep. There's no pause.
0: I, yeah, I was going to say, there are groups out here where the dependents and the spouses, so not just yes, but there are definitely others, you know, out here that can absolutely, you know, the support that our dependents receive out here, far greater than any place I've ever seen in the States, yeah. any place I've ever seen.
1: Yep it's a it's a good network and and yeah it's it's pretty impossible to not fall in love with being out here. There's very few people that I meet who come out here for a tour of duty and afterwards don't at least go, wow that was great,
2: yeah, that or is,
1: I don't want to leave is the more typical response you know. Um,
2: and I was I tell you I was that I was that sailor mm-hmm. as a new command master chief and you know coming out to Japan Okinawa of all places and and everybody knows. The the stigma of Okinawa, and I'll tell you what, three years later, when I was departing Okinawa to take my second tour in Japan, I didn't want to leave Okinawa. Okinawans
1: are lovely people. Yeah, yeah, they
2: are. And then from there, I went to Atsugi, Atsugi Atsugi to Okuni, Iwakuni to Sasebo, and now here are Yokosuka.
1: okay, you've been (laughs) all over now. You you go to hit Yokota and Misawa on your way out, and you got the whole thing covered. I'm not a fan of snow, so I think I put Misawa on (laughs) pause for a little bit. Yokota, I was at at the AFN at Yokota for a few years. Kota's a nice a nice duty station. The the issue is the base is very very spread out and they really don't have a public transit network on the base. So you kind of got to drive all over this very big spread out yeah, base. Yeah. But um far west tokyo is absolutely gorgeous is. man i mean the mountains and it's fuji's beautiful. right there it's a beautiful place yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. misawa yeah it's, <laughs> that's a different story right yeah it is well, it is
0: yeah dean from our last episode i should say master chief howl he was previous CMC of Masala, oh, really? of course, but yeah, he's, he's like me. We're big into, you know, I love the winter. I love the white stuff that falls from the sky. Yeah, you know, too. I love, I love to go skiing. So, you know, he was having a blast up there doing that.
2: So. Yeah, I bet. I bet also with the snow plow. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. That there's so, amazing. you know, there's so many beautiful areas of Japan. I've been, I have yet to explore north of Tokyo. Um, but, you know, kind of talking to the sailor piece of this, you know, um, you know, every sailor that we have here in Japan plays a critical role with our community outside the fence line. Right. Um, we just recently were able to kind of pressure release the Liberty Policy. Um, you know, they've been working that. And I was part of that towards kind of the middle, towards the end. But that started off in March. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest things that, that us as Command SELs had out here was – you know, we bring a sailor out here, we put them to work, and we work them and we work them, and then we don't treat them like adults when they're outside the fence line. Right. And I think that was a huge win. But also remember, too, that everybody is a representative of the United States, so your actions are important outside the fence line. They're outside the blue line. Um, but at the same time, take advantage of it. You know, go yep. see the areas that we've all been to, right? Oh, go yes. visit. Don't, don't stay in your barracks rooms, you know, no. the, the, the the transportation system out here is so easily manageable and easy to get anywhere you want to yep. go to and 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 show the people of Japan that we care about this country. We care about them cuz ultimately we're here for a couple reasons and one of them is for them, yep. you know. Yep. Um and and so so anytime sailors out there decide they go they they, they go outside the blue line and they think that that they can Act like they would back in New York or back in L.A. or back in whatever hometown. No, no, no. It's way different. The culture's different. Customs are different. Courtesies are completely different. So I think that's a very important piece that sailors understand. Whatever they do, whether it be on the ship or out in town, directly relates to the mission that we have here as U.S. forces Japan.
1: Yeah, so we touched on that a little bit in the the last part of this episode, too. And, like, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, you can walk into an izakaya, right, and Japanese people are drunk, partying up, having a blast, being crazy. The second they walk out that door, their game face is on because I'm back in polite society, and even though I'm inebriated, I still got to abide by the social construct. And so it's like there's a time and a place here for things, and if you're a junior sailor, you know, and you stick to those times and places, you're not going to run into any Correct. problems, yeah, no, you're right. and no, you're going to have a blast along yeah. the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah, most definitely. Yeah,
2: most definitely. I think one of the one of my eye openers was when I first got to Okinawa in 13 was was I made friends with the locals. You right. Know? Yes. That and, was that's, a and that and that was that me. to me that was yeah. because you know here I am. I've stationed in San Diego for 20 years. I'd never been to Japan. I was a Westpac sailor, but we never pulled into Japan. Um, and just to learn from them. You know, what you say, what you don't say, how you act, how you can't act, you know, when you talk on the phone, when you don't talk on the phone. And I think that helped me out a lot to transition when I started coming to mainland after that tour. So it was important.
1: There's also a social element there, right? Like we're we're animals who respond to social pressure, right? So if you make Japanese friends and you're hanging with your Japanese friends, the way that they behave and and react to things is going to just automatically rub off on you. You're just going to start behaving yep. in the same way and reacting in the same way. And, you know, there's that joke about like, Oh, well, people won't say, sit next to guy Kokujin to foreigners yep. on the yeah. train. Right. But guess what? I don't have that problem because here's the thing. If someone walks past me, all you have to do is if you just tighten up your body space just yep. a little bit, yep. people will sit right down next to you because it's a sign of saying like, I- I'm making a little bit of room for Correct. you. Correct. Yep. But if you're, if you're there like this, with, you know, With your if phone. You're by yourself, that's <laughs> fine. But when someone walks by, you yep. jerk yourself up. Those little things, I think, are what you're talking about, right? Very,
2: very true. Very yep. true. And there's so many of them, you know. Um, and I, I find, you know, I'm as probably all doing this room. There's times that I've had to, you know, correct people out in town because it's just, you know, it's not appropriate. It's it, or I say it's not acceptable. It may be appropriate in your eyes, but it's not acceptable, yep. right? And that's the big piece. But I think over, all in all, overall, we're, we're, we're doing a great job, and, and, and we're maintaining those relationships because at the end of the day, when the flag goes up, we're going to need our Japanese allies to help oh, us yeah. out. Because yeah. as, as CMC said earlier, we don't have the number fleet that San Diego does, um, and that's what we rely on is, is our allies here in Japan.
1: Yeah and they are the uh Kaijo Gatai especially is awesome. I was on one of their ships once and man they run a tight ship. Oh they're, they're, <laughs> their
0: ships are absolutely Holy beautiful. Lord, amazing. Beautiful. Yep. So and I'm I'm glad you brought that point up because I I've received, you know, the, the question, you know, why are we in Japan? You know, why do we have a presence here? Um, you know, and and maybe some of you out there have that same question. It you know, it, it's, it's because this part of the world needs our presence, right? I mean, we talked last episode about, you know, you get underway, right? You, you get outside the bay, and you're immediately in the thick of it. Right? Yeah, you're in what's it, on it, television it, right now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and, and having the installation here, you know, with our allies, I mean, Japan is one of our staunchest allies that we, we enjoy. You know, their assistance and their presence and being in their country. Um, and, and you know, being that good ambassador, like we talked about last last episode and some this episode outside the gates. But one of the things that I really enjoy, and, and, I, and I'm glad that COVID, you know, regulations have decreased and we're allowed to get back into it, is, you know, doing things with our counterparts. You know, the oh, yeah. JMSDF, the Kaijo Jietai. You know, uh, so, you know, allowing that interaction, like uh, my counterpart, uh, Yoshi, you know, he's he's Jakoska District CMC for the JMSDF. And allowing our chiefs messes to come together and, and know each other does nothing but strengthen that, uh, our alliance. But um, you guys
1: were able to do that for Chief Season this year, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit at least, maybe.
2: Yeah. So we had for for the for our staff, for South Fleet staff, we actually had uh, the CMCs, the Fleet CMCs, and CMCs that were kind of our counterparts. They joined us for the final night. Okay. Um, but there was still some COVID. There, were, yeah, so there was still some yeah. There restrictions. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah and, and that's what we're really trying to get. You know, trying to get past this so we can go back to a normal mm-hmm. life. Um, I had a I had the opportunity to sit down with the JA, with the Ministry of Defense senior enlisted advisor, the Chairman of Chief Joint's of Staff. Oh wow! Um, and that was one of the topics was was the COVID posture and how he, you know how how can how can we help them understand that pretty much COVID is COVID and it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be like the swine flu, the bird flu, yep, yep. every other flu that we had, right? Um, and 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 get us back into a posture where we're able to freely congregate together without any type of restrictions, regardless if it's minimal or mass, whatever, just, just freely be able to congregate, you know?
1: I think um I think a change is coming. We we had uh, uh were talking about before too of the Japanese government has announced that they're gonna downgrade COVID to be in line with with you know right now it's in the category with like tuberculosis yeah, yeah, and right. stuff yeah. and they're gonna downgrade it yes. to be in a lower one and and hopefully once that actually happens, you know your your things will start to relax Correct. a little bit even more so yeah. Yeah, yeah so
2: but but you know, CMC was right, you know, just those that 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 partnership. I mean we operate underway at sea with them every day. yep, they're right yep. next to us. They yep. are right next to us and 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 they help us with our adversaries. They help us with the people that we're here to kind of make sure they don't get too close to our backyard. yep um, and every day that we operate with them, it's more and more trust and confidence that we build with the local. Allies here and not just here, but the Australians, the New oh, Zealands. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the uh, uh, HMS, the f- uh, French, uh, no, the British uh, flat top that was out here. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, Queen yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were operating out here with, with the ARG down from Sasebo. So, I mean, all these partners that we have is, is definitely something that's that's critical to what we do. Here in FDNF,
1: I saw in the news that there's maybe some some potential down the line for some more engagement with the Philippines, um, and uh, that that's really great too. It is, you know? it
2: is, because that's going to be a key territory for us when yeah. when when we really need some help. Um, and you know, they just turned over presidency too as well, so that's yep. kind of you know you see the the leadership style starting to change. Yep. Um, and I think it's definitely kind of. Kind of playing in our favor more, and that's and that goes, you know. Then you know, talking to the to our audience here, you know, we talked about exploring Japan, but the opportunity to explore the countries out here, oh yeah, yeah. And it's not close. It's not that expensive to fly anymore. It's getting cheaper now, but but it's it's an opportunity that I'll tell you what I've I took advantage of it before COVID, and I mean I took advantage of it a lot. I think there's only a couple countries I haven't been to out here yet. Um, and I'm anxiously awaiting to get back into it again once my schedule starts to slow down.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Even some of the just the the get off the base and the in the outdoor activities. I mean, uh, off there's some of the best diving on the planet, yeah. you know, here in here in Japan, and that's something that i had always wanted to to do. So I took my son uh, last summer, and we went and through a dive company out of Tokyo, went and you know got dive certified down in the Izu Peninsula. Awesome. Man, it was it was just mm. phenomenal, and it was yeah. a great opportunity to you know, to spend time with my son, because, you know, losing some of that time being underway so much and gone so much, but, you know, doing something that we both had interest in. Plus, and exploring the country at the same time. I mean, how many people can say, hey, I learned how to scuba dive in Japan? Yeah, yeah. The Izu Peninsula is
1: fantastically beautiful. Yeah, It is unearthly, like Lord of the Rings level, (laughs) beautiful down there. We went, we actually, so the the office and the command goes every year to the Shimoda Black Ship Festival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and for many years we used to also send a, a destroyer typically down there they haven't done it for many years because of coronavirus right now but that festival is amazing because it's all centered around matthew perry's landing yeah. in japan yep, yep. and the america you got american flags up mm. everywhere it's unbelievable so that's something when it comes around even if you're not involved in it with the navy to get down to it's an excuse to go down to izu
2: yeah and absolutely enjoy it you yeah know? Yeah. yeah, we've been trying to, you know, one of the things talking to 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 my boss is is exploring options outside of just Sasebo and Yokosuka for port calls. You know, other than the MCMS and mine mine hunters down in Sasebo, they they get a pretty diverse opportunity to visit other areas of Japan. But that festival, for for example, I think you're going to see us engage with that here again pretty soon. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of other ports opening up to, to Japan ships, cool. Uh, uh, to, I should say, FDNF ships, but also to those ships that are coming from the other side of the IDL, yeah. Third Fleet ships uh, as well, you know. Um, one of the things I tend to track is is the 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 ratio of port calls for, you know, the the, the FDNF ships versus my visiting ships, because the Admiral's very, very, uh, very cautious and is very aware that he wants to make sure that it's even across the board. Um, and especially with as much as we operate out here, you know, so, so expect for the, for the sailors that are out there listening to us, expect to see some more opportunities to do some port calls outside of Sasebo and Yokosuka, because I think it's going to come here pretty soon.
3: That would be really cool. Man. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, that's wow. outstanding.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're already doing, doing some of it, some, 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 uh, places up in, uh, Northern Japan that we yep. haven't been to before cool. and, and stuff. So ships are getting to do some, some really, really. Cool things they haven't done. I was going
0: to say, Peralta pulled in for the uh, ice festival. They did. they Yeah, they did.
1: That's great, man. Because they all, we also hadn't had a ship for the ice festival Correct. in many years because yep. of because of the virus. So, um, yeah, the ice festival is a blast. Yeah, sure, man. Is. Man, it sure is. It is so much fun. Great food up there too in Hokkaido, man. This time of year, awesome stuff. Yeah. 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 No, no I mean, I just, you it's know, a good conversation. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: I think one of the things that that I just like to mention to the to the population the crowd is listening is, you know, understand that things don't go unnoticed at our level. You know, for for those of us in the room, we've been in private 30 years, 30 years plus, um, and and having operated out here for so long, um, just just for the population to understand that we know what you do. There isn't a there isn't a day that I'm not fighting for for the fleet out here in Japan, and not just within Japan, but across the Navy, uh, because as we all know, unless you operate, unless you have operated out here, you don't know FDNF Japan at all, yeah. um, and and that includes from you know promotion boards to sale of the Year boards to policies, instructions, whatever it is, policies that work in the U.S. nine times out of ten don't work out here for us very well, and we're seeing that right now with the current health care issue uh, for our civilian. Uh, uh, counterparts um, and just understand that we know and and I take that back to DC every time I go back I take that back so thank you for what you guys do out there what you all do out there um, and I know that I mean I'm in your backyard fighting for you so I just want to say thank you
3: yeah I mean that's a super super good point I mean there's uh, we know how hard you guys work and and please trust me when I say like it does not go unnoticed I, you know uh, Commodore Maynor and I we're walking and driving piers multiple times you know, throughout the week. And we are just blown away by how great, you know, these ships are looking, you know, I mean, the the amount of hard work that goes into topside preservation, right? Because we have to maintain those ships. And as much as you operate, trust me, I know how much you operate. Oh yeah, And to be able to have your ships looking that good, because it's so vitally important, because we have to stay mission ready to go out there and, and fight the fight when called upon, right? Because we just discussed earlier, right? We don't have a whole lot of options to, to get after. And It's not just, you know, slapping paint on something. It's it's maintaining our gear so we can have it operationally ready, right, when it's time to, you know, be operationally ready. So, I mean, it just blows me away that, you know, that they're able to get out there and operate underway and then come back in for a limited amount of time and still find time to relax, see their families, and still maintain their gear the way they do, man. It just impresses us, you know, day in, day out. And I know uh, Dan and I talk about it all the time. Um, And I know Commodore and and your boss talk about it all the time, you know, and yeah, there's always room for improvement, but I mean, we're just so super blown away and so super, you know, proud and impressed at these sailors out there and the way they, you know, get after these ships, not just the destroyers either. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm biased, right? I'm biased towards the destroyers, (laughs) but I mean, even the cruisers and and Blue Ridge and and even Reagan, man, come back after that long, you know, uh, deployment and they're they're getting after it and they're getting after it. Right. So, I mean, I, I really appreciate all the hard work and all those sailors out there, man, I really do.
1: Yeah. and that about wraps it up for part two uh we want to thank all the command master chiefs who took time to uh come out and be with us on the podcast uh, i think we had some really good conversations and um yeah, that's about it as always if you have ideas for episodes or interviews you want to hear uh please let us know at report at gmail.com uh and until then thanks for listening we hope you tune in next time The Giant Voice Podcast is a production of Commander Fleet Activities Yokosuka Public Affairs Office. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the policy of the Department of the Navy or Department of Defense. Thanks for listening.